Welcome to the Defender Bible Study, a weekly encouragement to equip the body of Christ through the study of Scripture and prayer to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children around the world. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, where we believe that defending the fatherless begins by being rooted in God's Word. Good morning. It is Monday, January 30th. And this is Blake Wilson, Lifeline's Senior Vice President of Operations. Good to be back with you guys this morning. And we're going to look at um, chapters 3, 4, and 5 of Mere Christianity together today. This is the second week we've jumped in looking at C.S. Lewis's book um, of Mere Christianity. Um, We're going to look a lot today... um, into Romans chapter five, because as I was thinking through scripture and and how this um, coincides with the book, I, I'd, I was drawn to Romans chapter five because I think Paul does a great example um, throughout the book of Romans, but in chapter five specifically of just reminding us of the hope that we have through Jesus Christ, um, the forgiveness of our sins and, and what happened through him and through him alone. And see us... Um, alludes to that as well in chapter 5. But in chapter 3, as he launches into this, he really starts talking about um, the reality of the law and just the idea of there there is a, there is a law, um, a moral law, that we may not fully understand, but we know it exists. And I think for context, to think through where this came from, where this book came from, um, from the 1940s, um, and really was pulling was pulled from a, a radio broadcast. So be thinking like think through it of of sitting around in the living room um, with family members listening to a radio broadcast of this man um, really pulling together this philosophical and theological argument about the existence of God and asking a lot of deep questions and and um, analyzing a lot of things to really just force you to think um about your life and think about laws and um, eternity. And in chapter three, he, he starts with talking about just the reality of the law. And he talks about this um, idea of something above and beyond ordinary facts with our behavior um, and this real law that, that none of us has made, but we find this, this law pressing upon us, this moral law. It doesn't really make sense, but there is something that, internally in us that um, helps us to decipher right from wrong. And we can't really make sense of it, but where did it come from? And then in chapter four, he breaks that down and says, well, what, where does it come from? What lies behind this law? Um, and, and really says that it has to be, it has to have started at, at creation and that there is something in us. There's something inside us that gives us this gauge, this moral gauge of what is right and what is wrong. And where did that, where did that come from? You know, it was it a, um, I don't want to say the, the big bang theory of did everything just happen all at once? Or, um, was there a strategic plan in the development of, of humans, the creation of us, um, being created in his image? So he, he died, he dives deep in chapters three and chapter four, um, really looking at, at moral law. Um, and then in chapter five, he he begins to pose this question of we 
we have this feeling of incompleteness that is that is ingrained in us. This he calls it an uneasy feeling. So we have this feeling of uneasiness that is that is within our souls um, of just this missing puzzle piece of this link that we really can't make sense of. Um, and he says this. He says they tell. Speaking of Christianity, so speaking of Christians, he says, they tell you how the demands of this law, which you and I cannot meet, have been met on our behalf. How God himself becomes a man to save man from the disapproval of God. So we we have this demand in us that we cannot meet. But Jesus has met this on our behalf so that we can be saved from, from this disapproval. So there's this uneasy feeling in us because there is no way for us to be reconciled, to find forgiveness of our sins except through Jesus Christ. It is something that we cannot do alone. It is something that we cannot do independently. It is only through Him. And I, and I love this thought of just this uneasy feeling and really w- walking through my own faith journey of how I came to know Christ, um, of just that feeling and that searching of, of what, what is, there's got to be more, a, a feeling of hopelessness, a feeling of, 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 of being uneasy, as C.S. Lewis says, of, of not understanding um, how someone could love me so much to give their life um, to make me right with God. And it was a struggle for me to process, but I think I'm so guilty of forgetting that um, the longer that I walk with Christ. Of, of I, I was lost, but I am reconciled through Him. Romans chapter 5 does a great job of explaining this, um, this reconciliation that we have through Jesus Christ. And, and Paul writes, in Romans chapter 5, and really starts off in verse 1, saying, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's because of Him that we have this peace. And, and this uneasy feeling of that um, C.S. Lewis talks about, we have, we have peace because of Jesus Christ. As Christ followers, as Christians, we have been reconciled through him. In verse 2, Paul continues and he says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our sufferings produce endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were weak, just at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might dare to die. But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, I I think we have to stop and pause and reflect on what God has done in our lives, of how he has saved us, how he has given us hope, how we have been reconciled through Jesus Christ to be made right in the eyes of our Heavenly Father.
that feeling of hopelessness, that feeling of searching, that feeling of um, knowing that there is something bigger, bigger and and greater, um, and that can fill that void that is in our hearts. I think it's so important for us just to, to think back on what it was like before you became a believer and then the hope and peace that you now have um, because of the goodness of God. Verse number five says that we we have the love of God poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Um, there is so much packed into these nine um, short verses of, of what Christ has done for us as believers in him. It says this, it says in verse number 9, 10, 11, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God? For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We have been reconciled through Jesus Christ, and it is through him that we have hope. You know, I, th- I, I think in those, um, there, there are times where, you know, you can have a, a hopeless feeling. I think we all face circumstances in our life where things just don't make sense, Things feel over overwhelming, and we just we just grow weary. We just grow tired. Um, but in those feelings of of desperation, of true desperation, I feel like um, in our humanity we humble ourselves to uh, just to the 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 weak weak carnal beings that we are. Um, we're able to see that there is nothing that we can do. It is out of our control that we are completely at the mercy of God. And those are the moments where we can truly see God work. When we stop taking things into our own hands and we can, um, we can trust and know that he is bigger, that he is better, and that his plan um, will work for our good. And to be able to rest in that goodness and to rest in that hope um, it is where we can find a peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, one of my, my favorite passages of Scripture is, is Romans 5, 18 through 21. And, and he just really talks, Paul talks about um, the fall of man and how sin just entered our world. Um, but through one man, the sin entered the world, but through one man, um, forgiveness found us and righteousness um, found us, and that is through Jesus Christ. So this com- compare and contrast of, of Adam and Jesus and, and, the, and the goodness that we find and forgiveness that we can find through Jesus. He says this in 18, Therefore, as one tre- trespass led to condemnation for all men, so that one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. So just as one sin happened and it led to the combination condemnation of all, so also was one righteous act that led to our justification. It is because of Jesus that we have hope. It is only through him. 
For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Now the law came to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. That's such a good word for us this morning. Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Guys, there is nothing that we can do in our brokenness and in our humanity that is too big for God to handle. His grace will abound. Let's remember that this week as we interact with um, with clients and with families and, and just people in general who are broken, who, who feel that they are beyond the love of a heavenly father, who feel that um, their mistakes and their sin is too big and too great to find forgiveness. Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. His love is so much bigger. His grace is so much greater than our sin. And it abounds day after day after day. Because that is the hope of the gospel. Let us be intentional as we share that with those that we interact with um, day after day. That we have a hope that is only found through Jesus Christ. He closes out chapter 5 with this verse in 21. It says, "So so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It is through him. C.S. Lewis poses this this question in chapter 5. He says, Um, when you have realized that your position is nearly desperate, you will begin to understand what Christians are talking about. When you realize that your position is desperate, you will begin to understand what the Christians are talking about. But my challenge for us this morning is, are we talking about it? Are we talking about it? Are we talking about the hope and the peace that we have living within us? What Paul says, the spirit of the Lord has been poured on us, has been poured into us. He's living in us. Are we telling other people about that? Are we talking about it? Because there are desperate people in this world who need to hear about the love and the hope of Jesus Christ. But are we talking about it? They're desperately longing to hear of the hope of him, and we are called to share it. So let's not forget that uneasy feeling that we read about in chapter 5 of Mere Christianity. There is this void that we all had, but we found hope and forgiveness as a believer um, in that. But there are millions of people around the world who don't um, don't have that peace. They're still wrestling, or maybe they haven't even heard of the hope of Jesus Christ. Let's be intentional in talking about it, as C.S. Lewis said, of sharing the hope of the gospel and being intentional in sharing the goodness of God. Well, today... Um, Let's close out our time in prayer, and um, I pray you guys have a a fantastic week. God, we are so thankful for um, 
your mercies. God, we're so thankful for, um, God, just the gift of forgiveness and God, for your son, um, who we have hope and peace and reconciliation through. God, I pray that, um, Lord, you just convict our hearts of the, um, of Lord, the brokenness that, that we are, um, Lord, the sinful creatures that we are, but God, to know um, that you are bigger and God, that there is um, hope and a rescue for us through you. God, we, we celebrate the fact that we um, are able to see your goodness and your hand upon so many. And Lord, um, Lord, week after week, to be able to celebrate um, your gospel going forward. So Lord, as we study this book, Lord, as we um, Lord, study your word, that you speak to us through it. Lord, help us to find the peace that um, that we can share with others. Um, Lord, help us to reflect on the goodness of what you've done and Lord, share that gospel with those we interact with this week. So Father, thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness um, and your willingness to die on the cross for our sins so that we can be reconciled um, and know you personally as our Lord and Savior. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Defender Bible Study. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Bible Study to make it easier for more people to find. For more resources and information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, please visit us at lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week for the Defender Bible Study.